Welcome to Philanthropy Today, a podcast about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Together, we'll learn about the goals of the GMCF and the work of its staff, board members, and trustees. You'll hear about the GMCF's affiliate partners throughout North Central Kansas, and we'll also explore the efforts of area nonprofit agencies, their staff, and volunteers. Now, here's your host of Philanthropy Today, Dave Lewis. Over the last couple of years, it's been quite challenging for a lot of nonprofits and just about anybody and everybody that hosts events. And we're going to learn today on Philanthropy Today about uh, an event that has been hosted in Manhattan and is uh, got kind of, uh, I guess you could almost say, new wings. Today, we're visiting with Josh Brewer and Ben Deaver. Josh is the director of Manhattan Area Habitat for Humanity. Welcome to Philanthropy Today, Josh. Thanks for having me. You brought a friend along. I did. I brought Ben, our new development manager. Uh, he's been on the job for about four weeks now. Yep. And day one in the development manager role, we shared with him that we are going back to live events this year. And so he jumped right into the deep end and has been swimming ever since. How's that swim feel? Oh, that first day uh, I was there for seven hours trying to uh, learn about Manhattan Area Habitat for Humanity. And right before I left, headed out the door, Josh said, we're doing a Valentine's Day event. I mean, you're doing a Valentine's Day event, and I will help. And we're doing it, February 12th. Josh, you have a lot of confidence in this young man to help with this Valentine's event, which is Saturday, February 12th. Give us a little background yeah. on, on this. So historically, for probably the past 10 years, uh, prior to 2020, there was an event that many people in this community know, Chocolate Tea and Wine, that was hosted at the Houston Street Ballroom. Originally, it was started as uh, Chocolate and Tea, and it was a nice afternoon tea party. Um, and then at some point, people had the great idea, maybe we could juice up the uh, silent auction if we added some wine in the mix. And so it became Chocolate Tea and Wine, got pushed a little later in the evening, and um, really resembled a Valentine's Day event in April. And then in 2020, um, that event was on the docket, ready to go. And then, of course, like everything, it got canceled. Mm -hmm. And so the next year, um, when I had come on board, we looked at the event and said, well, we can't return to a full-scale in-person event, but what can we do? What is a minimum viable product here? We said, well, we, we have this historical Valentine's Day-style event, Let's bring it back as a delivery bag. So we did a wine and chocolate delivery bag, um, which went really, really well. And we saw a lot of new people engage with the affiliate who had not engaged before. And so we said, okay, this is a great start. How do we imagine this event coming to life whenever we're allowed to do in-person events again? And this year we said, I think this is the year that we can bring back our full event schedule get back out into the community, have people gather together again. And now you have an opportunity to get back together again. And it's coming this Saturday, and it has a new name. And, and Ben, let's talk a little bit about what you now call Home is Where the Heart Is. Yeah, Home is Where the Heart Is. So we'll be at Sunset Zoo. They're sponsoring this event. They've got a, a great location. Um, I've been to events there, but a lot of people don't realize they have a great rotunda Opens up, can host 50 up to 300 people, so we got a lot of space. We'll be catered by Nico's Little Italy. They're also sponsoring this event. So we've got a great menu on docket. Uh, we'll have dessert by Little Batch Company, a newer company here in town. 
And we'll also enjoy uh, some wine samples from four, five, six wineries. I had not heard about this uh, this winery. Uh, how, how would you describe it? Highland Community College. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting concept. It's a wine incubator that is owned and operated by Highland Community College's uh, uh, winemaking department. There's a lot of interest in wine in the Flint Hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're trying to put it on the map. It's Kansas pretty wines. good wine too. So there's a lot of elements coming in. What time does the event start? So 5.30, 5.30 to 8. So 5.30, show up, uh, check out the silent auction items, uh, grab a glass of wine. We'll start serving food about 6 o'clock. We'll have a little presentation. We'll hear from one of the newest uh, Habitat homeowners as well. And um, Dr. Wayne Goins and Rick Smith will uh, do some jazz standards to kind of warm the crowd up. And eventually we'll transition to Muzizi. Ooh. Uh, headlined by Kendrick, who mm-hmm. owns a little grill. And uh, if, you, if you've ever heard them, you know you won't want to miss out. And if you haven't heard them, I'm telling you, you won't want to miss out. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. Absolutely. How do people, Josh, get tickets? They can go on the website, mahfh.org. They can click on the events tab. Or they can go to our social media pages. We've been sharing the event there. And there's a direct link uh, for event registration there. Okay, so this is all going on Saturday, and this this is really a key fundraiser for Manhattan Area Habitat for Humanity, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the beginning of our uh, the beginning of our year for fundraising, and it also happens right ahead of our build season. Um, like uh, many construction companies, we're looking to start builds in March and April. That is a resource intensive activity, and we really look at our uh, end of year giving. And we combine that with this beginning of year fundraising, and that's what gives us our budget for our construction activities that year. Josh, tell me what you have planned for some builds coming up in the near future. Yeah, so last fall we were able to uh, close on a lot in Ogden, just east of the Ogden Elementary School. There was a pretty seriously dilapidated property um, across the street from that elementary school, and we were able to purchase that property and demolish that structure. So we now are able to build two um, structures on the front end of that property and one structure later on an adjacent lot that we're uh, under contract with. Okay, so we got two projects. Yeah, and what's really exciting about this project is our last build was a pilot build where we looked at the various uh, educational institutions around the area. We said, how do we build a high-performance home using prefabricated processes and high uh, high quality building materials that are affordable to a home buyer and can we create affordability through design and can we create affordability by building energy efficient um, structures so we have solar panels on that property in addition to the energy efficiency of the building materials so that structure is what we call zero energy ready meaning that it should net out it should produce as much electricity as it uses over the course of a year So that was a pilot project sponsored by the Goldstein Foundation that let us try something that was really, I think, outside of our comfort zone. And we were able to do that because we were working with K-State and with MATC and with Fort Riley on it. We accomplished that project and we looked at it over the winter and we said, okay, these are the things that went well. These are the things that we still have questions about. So this next build cycle, we're going to take that prefabricated process And we're going to compare it to a traditional site fabrication stick build. And we're going to say, can we we deliver the same level of performance in the building envelope, 
the same speed of construction, because that pilot project, we were weather tight in three days. Can we do the same speed of construction and deliver a, a structure that is affordable to uh, a family that's right under our median income in this area? I know one of the biggest challenges that you have had historically for Habitat is finding land. Are you still in search of land for building purposes? Always. <laughs> yeah, and and I think I think there there is land available. I think there are questions about our land usage, and there are questions about how much land are we going to allocate to structures like the one we just tore down that are not viable and not safe. So if we can, I mean, that structure became available because it was clear that the city of Ogden was going to condemn it. I think once the city of Ogden made that clear, that's what moved that structure along. There are plenty of structures like that that we all drive by every day here in the city of Manhattan and in, in Ogden that we can get on the market, that we have the ability to secure. We can either retrofit those properties or demolish those properties, and we can put a safe, durable, appreciating asset back into the community. Let's touch base a little bit about Restore. Seems like every time I go over the viaduct and I look over there, there's all kinds of cars that are parked there. That's a popular place to, to pick up some bargains, but, but in essence, what it really does is it helps funds everything that you do at Habitat for Humanity. The Restore is a, a rolling, very exciting fundraising activity for Habitat for Humanity. And you're right, Thursday through Saturday, between the hours of 10 and 4, that place is packed. And you go in in the morning... And you see, uh, you, know, you see certain building materials that are there. You see certain furniture that's there. If you come at back at 4 p.m., it looks like a completely different inventory. And that restore, it serves several purposes. Um, the original purpose of the restore is to reduce waste. Because when we close out a construction site, what are we going to do the, with the remaining building materials? We're going to throw them in the dumpster, just like many other construction companies have to do. Those are perfectly fine building materials. So instead of throwing those in the dumpster, we can recycle them through the restore. And there are many construction companies that support the restore in that capacity as well. The other purpose that the restore serves, as you mentioned, is that it raises funds. So once we resell that inventory, donated inventory, those funds get distributed right to Habitat for Humanity, which allows us to complete builds. Finally, the restore is a way of creating affordability, so it lowers the cost of home operations, um, for folks who are looking at the cost of replacing dining room table and chairs, replacing light fixtures, <laughs> I think everyone's very aware now of the increasing cost of construction materials. The Restore has uh, all of its appliances, furniture, building materials, cost between 30 and 50% of the MSRP. And they range from being brand new to um, pretty good quality items in there as well, which is why everything moves so fast. And you're just over the viaduct on Pillsbury Drive. Yep, 514 Pillsbury Drive. Pretty easy to find. Yep, it's right there. There's a big billboard that says, shop the store that builds homes. That's a clever slogan. Thanks. You like that? Is that your own? Uh... You can take credit. We'll let you. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, I believe it's Habitat for Humanity International. This is oh, where I first saw okay. it. All right. So I don't, I don't want to take credit for it. <laughs> okay. Well, you can take credit for I, borrowing. I put, I put it, it on the billboard. You can see how it applies. Josh, there's been a resettlement of Afghanistan refugees here in Manhattan. And it would seem to me that a lot of what you do here really applies in carrying over to make sure that their needs for housing are met. Tell us a little bit about what your involvement is and, and how things are going with that resettlement project. 
Yeah, so our affiliate is one of 10 veteran-billed affiliates here in the country due to our, pro- our service area wraps around Fort Riley. And so when that resettlement began from Afghanistan, um, we knew right away that this was something that our affiliate wanted to support. And when the Manhattan Afghan resettlement team formed, uh, we initially said, we want to support this program in, with any of our operations. Um, just let us know where we can plug in. And initially, the way that we imagined that we would support uh, the Afghan resettlement is by providing access to home ownership once financial stability and immigration status are resolved. But then right away, we realize there's temporary housing that's being made available for these refugees, but there's no home furnishings. So we said, what we will do is Manhattan Area Habitat for Humanity will issue a grant to the restore to furnish the homes of the individuals that are being resettled to this area. So all of the individuals who are being resettled here can go to the restore and can shop to furnish their new homes free of cost. And of course, that depends on the community support. So we are asking that everyone that supports that initiative continue to donate to the restore, look at what they have in their basements and their garages before you put it on Facebook Marketplace, give us a call and um, support that resettlement initiative. Ben, let's jump back to you. And let's go over some of the details again about this big fundraiser you have, Home is Where the Heart Is. It's coming up Saturday, February 12th. Yeah, Home is Where the Heart Is, Sunset Zoo, 5.30 to 8. We'll be uh, having Nico's Little Italy, Little Batch, great music. We really hope to get the dance floor moving. We're excited for people to begin gathering in person again. Uh, We were hoping the weather would stay nice and be 50 degrees. It's not looking that great, but that could change. It is Kansas after all. So, um, yeah, be sure to get your tickets. Bring a date. If you don't have a date, just show up. We'll, we'll have a good time. 38 or 40 degrees in February is not bad for Kansas, Ben. Not bad. Not bad. Well, good luck with your event, and uh, congratulations on, on your efforts here, helping out Habitat for Humanity. I'm sure I can see that Josh is just really pleased to have you in under his wings. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. All right, fellas. Well, good luck uh, with the event and uh, keep us up to date on the resettlement efforts and anything else that we can do for you. And with the Manhattan Area Habitat for Humanity, Josh, give us that website one more time where they can find out more. It is org. Just the acronym for Manhattan Area Habitat for Humanity. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad AdAstraCast. Follow us online at AdAstraCast.com.